Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord of God, how are you doing? I trust that you're fine. How has your month been? I'm trusting God for you that um, everything in your heart that you desire, everything that you're asking God to do for you and through you, I pray that in the name of Jesus, you receive the grace to see all your prayers get answers in Jesus' name. Not just answers, you have excess answers in the name of Jesus. Just like that, God is going to turn around your life and you will see that indeed, God is always for you and never against you. Amen. For the month of May, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we started treating the topic stewarding intimacy. And like I said, when we um, started discussing, I was like, this is one topic that I know that I could go on and on and on. Literally, I could make it the topic that we speak about every week till the end of the year. And there will still be something to talk about because that is like the core of our existence. That is why we are here, right? And we can spend so much time building empires we can spend so much time even building our bodies right looking pleasant smelling nice we can spend a lot of time right on physical things which is fine because even like part of the things you will learn stewarding intimacy is that god is interested in your basics like how you look, how you smell, the things you wear. Trust me, in 2022, one of the things that God dealt with me about was how I looked. And it wasn't necessarily from a place of, oh, I was looking bad, but God was impressed. In fact, I didn't know when it was happening that it was all God, to be honest. I didn't know that when I started feeling, you know, the need to look better, and all that you know when you you will just realize that your fashion sense just changes and you find it easy to combine things and they look good same you that in the past you would not have cared less all of a sudden you're paying more attention to the things you eat right you're paying more attention to your diet to your overall health that is god helping you and it is always a produce of intimacy because when you don't feed well and you don't look well, and, and something is wrong with you, you will come back to God to pray and say, God, heal me of this, heal me of that. So before it gets to that level where your health starts to fail, because even though we enjoy Zoe, even though we enjoy eternal life, and we enjoy peace, God is still mindful of us regarding our health. And God also wants us to take care of our health. We cannot hide under, oh, I have eternal life and, you know, I can't fall sick again. And um, by his stripes, I'll be made whole. You cannot hide under those things and, you know, neglect your role in ensuring that you feed well, you feed your spirit man well, and you feed, and you feed your body well too. Because if you just feed your spirit man well alone and you're not feeding your body well, your body is going to fail you. And you'll be incapable of even doing anything in the spirit realm because your physical body is failing you cannot do much for god on a sick bed 
Do you understand? So even as we we enjoy intimacy, there are also some offshoots of intimacy that personally, for you, your health, your diet, how you look, how you smell, God is as interested in you as he is in how you smell. You would find God, you know, recommending brands to you, recommending toothpaste. It sounds, oh, that's that's basic now i can do those things for myself but remember that you are a man in christ and your thoughts ought to be aligned with god so much so that it will be hard for anybody to make a distinction between how you think and how god thinks because you have submitted your will and your thoughts to ease so naturally you just do things by the spirit and the people start asking ah why how do you smell this good how do you always look this good it was just you combining you know colors by the spirit but in the physical it looks like you're doing something so magnificent and it is because god is amplifying your impute chance so god is is so is so interested even in the things you eat in your combination of god does not want you to indulge in junks you cannot pray away things like that you have to be responsible you can't you know you can't take coke every day of the year and then on your prayer mountain you are praying fire and brimstone you will have issues these are basic things that god wants us to take care of but you will not know them you will not even feel a need you will not be compelled to have a lifestyle um change if you've not spent time with abba knowing the things on his heart knowing the things he wants to do with you part-time. So, I'm just encouraging us in general that intimacy is, is our lifeline. Literally. Intimacy is where our life will make sense. It is via intimacy that we will grow. It is via intimacy that we will see God. It is via intimacy that we will enjoy our lives as believers because God is always for us and never against us right so last week we treated um some things right we were like okay what are the things that we can do to steward intimacy we mentioned us abiding literally because when we stay it is hard your boss will say something they will say um it means that if a leave i'm i'm saying this loosely right if you put a piece of leaf right by soap after a while you can if you foam up that um, piece of leaf chances are that you know it will foam up because it has itself has sucked up on some foaming capacity by being with the soap right so it just means that when you spend time with something or someone after a while you just become that thing so abiding is us staying grounded and saying god it's me and you and then it's just a natural occurrence that whatever you spend time with or whoever you spend time with, you become. And then we spoke about knowledge and trusting God and all those things. And then today, we will continue. And I want to put a question through to us and asking us that, what is our motive for seeking God? Have you, have you, have you taken time to ask yourself questions? Because one thing that God is taking me through this season is knowing how to ask questions. 
I know how, you know, how we grew up in the religious, um, with the religious mindset that God is unquestionable. Like, you cannot even have, and, you know, that conversation or that statement puts us in a box where even when you have things to ask, even when something is, you are not understanding a process or you're not understanding the move of God concerning a particular thing, you're scared, you're afraid of approaching God to ask questions because, oh, God is unquestionable. But you are a son of God. You are a child of God. And God wants to hear from you. God is so interested in your feedback. He wants you to bring those questions to him. He wants you to ask him the hard questions. And which is why I'm asking you today that, have you checked your motivation for seeking God? Chances are that majority of us, we seek God for, for prosperity. We seek God because uh, that's the normal thing to do. Uh, my parents gave birth to me in, in, a, in, a, in, a, um, in an apostolic church. And all my life, the only thing I've heard about is you have to seek God when it is early. You have to do this. So it just became a natural thing for you to do, to just, you know, uh, let us just seek God. For some people, it is for material possession for some people once and that's why once your prayer gets answered it is very easy for intimacy to fall off because there is no motivation for you to keep going and so you might want to ask yourself question this thing this intimacy that i am desirous of god for why do i want intimacy and so i would want us to check our hearts and and find out that and come to the conclusion rather that love is your motivation see hear me if love is not why you are seeking god you will you will be weary on time if love is not why you want to be intimate with god you will get tired on time because by the time you have your questions answered by the time you have your prayer requests met there is no reason to keep coming back. There is no reason to keep pursuing. And even when you get disappointed, you will fall out easily because ah, God has not answered all my prayer requests. Why do I have to keep going back? And so if our motivation is material wealth, if our motivation is prosperity, if our motivation is let me just get married, let me just have this child, let me just do this, let me just do that, it is easy for our intimacy to be stifled because we are not being motivated by love. Second Corinthians 5, 14 to 15 tells us that for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again verse 14 again for christ's love compels us see when that's why in the bible the theme of the bible is god loves us and he encourages us to also love him see because when you love god it is hard for you to stay away when you love god you want to hear from him when you love God, you want to do as he pleases. You want to do as he bids. You want to obey him. You, you will trust him. Whoever you, That's why you will find out that in relationship, it is easy for you to be a fool, quote and unquote, for somebody that you love. It is easy for you to do foolish things 
quote and unquote for somebody you love. If you don't love somebody, I mean romantic love now, you will think twice about the things they, they ask of you. You will think twice about their demands of you. You will think twice about their expectations of you. Like, who is this one? If you've not heard from them in a day, well, good luck to them. If they decide to move on from you, you don't care. It, it, it doesn't break your heart when they don't reach out or when you're giving them so much love and they're not replicating it. They're not responding to it, rather. But somebody that you love, you are so mindful of them. You carry them wherever you go. It is, it is so important that you might be in a place where they've been before and because you, somebody that you love is there or was there or had been there before you become mindful you know memories will flash your head and you're like oh this was where like being in 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 primary school where your husband you know was in you won't move like somebody that didn't know anybody from that place you will move around that primary school like oh this was where my you will be joyful you will be joyous You'll be intentional about what you do there. Because, you know, somebody that you love had been there before. That is how powerful love is. So when we love God, it is hard for us to move through life not minding what he thinks. It is hard for us to move through life not, you know, paying cognizance to his thoughts, to his desires, to his expectations of us. Naturally, obedience will flow from a place of love. Naturally, trust will flow from a place of love. Naturally, commitment will flow from a place of love. Naturally, submission will flow from the place of love. Which was why, you know, Jesus Christ commanded the husbands and he says, husband, love your wife. And he told the wife, wife, submit to your husband. It doesn't preclude that women should not love and telling husbands to, to love does not preclude that there are, there, there are some things that, you know, the man would let go to on the altar of submission to his wife. But the, but the important instruction is that love your wife. And because it is, when you love, right, so many things will be laid bare on the altar of love. The thing that motivates us to obey God is vital. And it has to be love compelling us. 1 John 5, 3-4 says, In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are, are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Love is why you will obey God's commands. Love is why what God requires from you will not feel burdensome. It won't look like God is bothering you. Because you're doing it for your lover. I really love this song. My beloved is the most beautiful among thousands. I love that song. That's like my song for the season. Because who you love, you want to see them do well. You want to see them excel. You want to see whatever they desire come into fruition so god says oh i need you to do this you're jumping up doing it because what you're doing is an offshoot of love 
You don't feel like, ah, what is it, self? Is it only me? Am I the only soldier? Why is it that I'm, I'm the only one that God is always demanding this and this and this and this and this from? The Bible says his commands are not burdensome. And you won't feel like that if you don't love. You will feel that God's, God is demanding so much from you if love does not flow naturally from you to him. And so God requires us that we love him. God requires that we cheer for him, that we root for him. That, and you know, by rooting for him, you want to see ministry prosper. You want to see the you want to see the spread of the gospel. You want to bring people in. Naturally, you become an, an, an evangelist of the gospel. You are spreading it because you are telling people, see, come and see what the Lord has done for me. Like the woman by the well, when love flows from your heart, when the revelation of who God is strikes you, and love motivates you, you want to tell everybody and say, see, come to the kingdom of light. Come to Abba. God is in love with you. And it's also this love that would reflect in how we deal with other people that God has created. Because if we don't love God, we won't care about the people that he has made. We won't care about the things that he is doing on earth. And so intimacy can only be sponsored on the platform of love. Intimacy can only flourish when love has been established. Amen. Another thing that we can do when love is in check is that we live by the Spirit. Now, Galatians um, 5, 16 to 18 tells us that if we live by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 2 Peter 1, when you read it through, tells us that as believers... God's divine power has already given us everything we need for life and godliness. What does this tell us? It means that we are advantage people because you have, imagine that all you need. Imagine that in a semester, your parents, you know, send you off to school with everything, like you are using 90 days in school. Imagine that there are 90 packs of food in three places. That is 270. Imagine that your parents send you off to school with 270 packs of food. How happy, how excited would that make you? Knowing that, oh, for the next three months, I have no worries about what to eat. I have no worries about, about you know, feeding myself because my parents have it on lockdown. Many of us, we worry and we, we thirst, we hunger about the things of the world because we are assuming that God doesn't want them for us. We think that where it ends is us believing Jesus. That's not where it ends. If everything ends with, oh, believe Jesus, then everyone would have come immediately we, we, we give our lives to Christ. God wants us to prosper even as our souls prosper. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Three types of prosperity. The writer says, I want you to prosper. That is material wealth. I want your health to prosper. And then I want your soul to prosper. And you know that every scripture is God's 
is um is breathed by God, like literally. Instructions, words, sermons, everything you see in the in the scripture wasn't you know just there because the the writers felt the need to put it there. No. It was a, it was a result of their experience with God. And so if God is about to write a new book in our generation. What are you going to be writing about God? What what level of experience? How much experience do you have with God? How much living by the Spirit are you doing? For somebody to look at you and say, Oh, this person is a Christian. You've not even said anything. You've not even done anything. But because you have died to self. Because that is the only way to live by the Spirit. You are unable to live by the flesh and by the spirit at the same time. No. You can only live by the spirit when you have died to flesh. When you do not gratify. Because the, the flesh is going to ask for its own pound of flesh. The flesh would, 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 would ask you for things. The flesh is wired to make demands of you. The flesh is wired to limit you. The flesh is wired to you know place heavy demands upon your life. But when you live by the Spirit, you are daily dying to self. When you live by the Spirit, you are daily putting restraints on flesh's capacity to limit you, to inhibit your move with God. Because we cannot achieve this by ourselves. We can't we, we can enjoy intimacy by ourselves. We can't enjoy intimacy by head knowledge. Because there are some things that God will be revealing to you that you will know that this, it is impossible for me to have a grasp of this if God had not shown me. If God had not shown me, it is impossible for me to know God the way I know him if I did not experience this. And so God is speaking to somebody today and he's saying, please, my beloved, live by the Spirit. Because you have all you need by the Spirit. You can love God. You know, the Bible says that, you know, God can make us to will and to do of his good pleasures. So it means that to even love God, to consecrate ourselves for him, to desire him, to pursue him, we need God to even do that. Because left to our flesh, we will not do anything. Our flesh doesn't have time. Our flesh wants us to pursue physical things. Our flesh wants us to gratify it. But when we live by the Spirit, love becomes our motivation naturally love flows from our inside we are able to offer god love because we live by the spirit when the power of god is in us his power will keep us God's power is able to keep us to the last. Because when it comes to intimacy, it's not enough that we desire it. We also must desire staying power. Staying power is God's influence in your life to ensure that you are grounded. To ensure that, you know, from the word stay, that day by day, you draw your energy, you draw your love, you draw your peace. You draw your satisfaction from him. Because our Christian work is, is partnership. God doing his part and we doing ours. 
the Christian work is not, you know, leaving God to do everything. Because he has done everything. But what he has done needs to be established. You know, just Christ prayed that prayer. He said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because in heaven, only the Father's will is operative in heaven. Only the Father's will is expressed in heaven. Nothing else can, you know, truncate the move of God in heaven. But by the fall of man, the devil has like, you know, he has a stolen mandate. He has that stolen authority because he wasn't given authority. God never gave the devil authority. He gave man. He gave you and I authority. And then, by our foolishness, we sow, literally sowed our birthright to the devil. And so he has that stolen mandate for this time, for this, for, for this period, for now, literally. And so daily, we must look at our lives and say, God, in my life, let your will be done as it is in heaven. Because our lives, our lives rather, requires partnership. Our lives require partnership, rather. God has done a hundred percent. He has given us his son. His son has died for us. He has sacrificed his son on the altar of love for us. So that as many as those who look up will never die again. And so we lift up our hands in Zion and we say, Abba, help me. It is okay for you to make it a prayer point that, Father, in my life, let thy will be done as it is in heaven. It is okay for you to make a prayer point out of it that, God, I desire intimacy. Father, give me staying power. Father, give me the grace to seek you early. Give me the grace to enjoy intimacy. Give me the grace to keep coming back. Help me to fix my gaze on you. Help me to keep coming to, it, to, the, to the altar of intimacy. Help me to love you. Help me to move by love. Help me to make love-sponsored decisions. It is okay for you to checkmate yourself and ask yourself, have I moved in love today? Have I operated in love today? At work, that person that I responded to, was I moved by love? Was I sponsored by love? And so when you make love your reason, when you make intimacy your reason, when you are carried away, when you are carried on by the wings of the Spirit, it just becomes natural for you that you are born of God. Love of God, I call you blessed. Bye!